Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 162, what to do when your podcast makes money. Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is the award-winning how-to podcast about podcasting. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. I think a lot of podcasters have a goal and maybe even an expectation in their mind, and expectations are a completely different issue to talk about at some point, but of making money with their podcast. I know you probably want to make money with your podcast. You may not be working that hard toward it, and it may not be that big of an objective, but it's probably something that you would like to happen. I know I like making money from my podcast, and my podcast makes money in different ways, and my network of podcasts make money in different ways. And if you want a little refresher on how to make money with your podcast, check out episode 39 at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 39. That's where I talked about five ways to make money with your podcast or blog. And I'll give you the quick overview of those five ways so we're on the same page. Number one, premium stuff. This could be that you're charging a price for something that's not available elsewhere for free, like extra episodes or maybe your back catalog, maybe a membership on your site, maybe a feed of your podcast that doesn't have any kind of ads or anything like that. Number two is donations where people are just giving you money or maybe they're buying stuff for you through Amazon. They might be sponsoring an episode with a special little message like happy birthday, Bob, anything like that. You could do uh, profit through ads and affiliates. This is number three. These are where you don't have a direct relationship necessarily with a company. Basically, the company doesn't know who you are and what kind of content you're putting out there. So this would be stuff like an Amazon.com affiliate, an Audible affiliate, uh, web hosting affiliate like Bluehost or HostGator, something like that. These are really easy to sign up for. And by the way, if you want to sign up for Audible, check out theaudacitypodcast.com slash Audible and you get $15 for every person who signs up for the free trial of Audible. That's really cool. I think that's a win-win-win-win situation. But that's number three, ads and affiliates. Number four, some kind of sponsorship for your podcast. This is where you do have a direct relationship of some level with the sponsor. They know who you are. They know what kind of content you're putting out. And they have in some way agreed specifically to be on your show. You're getting paid based on how many downloads you receive, maybe a flat rate, or maybe a an, an amount of pay based on how many people click the link or use the link or take some kind of action, or maybe a combination of all of these things. And then the fifth thing, which is where you could make the most potential money with almost any size audience, is self-promotion, where you are promoting some kind of product or service that you offer outside of the podcast that may or may not be related, but it's something then that you can sell. And that is where you have the potential to make a lot more money than any of these other systems. Just think, even if you have just 50 people subscribe to your podcast and you offer a $10,000 course, one person buys that $10,000 course and you've made $10,000. 
Try and get that with a podcast sponsorship, with donations, with ads or an affiliate or anything like that with an audience of only 50 people. You can't do that, but you can do that with some kind of self-promotion. It is entirely possible to make a lot of money with your podcast that way. But those are the five basic ways of making money with your podcast, and I talk more about those in episode 39. But let's say you've done one of these things. And you've made money somehow from your podcast. It might just be a few pennies. It might be $100. It could be $1,000 or a lot more than that. What do you do with that money? We want to earn the money so much, and I know we're eager to, but have you made the decision right now, what would you do with that money if you got it? If all your dreams were met and you had these sponsorships and everything, what would you do? I've got 10 suggestions for you of how to handle that money when it comes in, the decisions that you may need to make. Number one, document it. Number two, include it in your taxes. Number three, cover your regular expenses. Number four, share with co-hosts. Number five, upgrade your equipment. Number six, buy helpful software. Number seven, add new podcast features. Number eight, get more resources. Number nine, host giveaways. And number 10, enjoy it. Let's talk about each of these in more detail. Number one, document it. No matter how you receive the money, make sure there's some kind of record of this. When you receive the money, track it. Think of it in the who, what, when, where, how, and why kind of approach with your documentation because this will be important for your income and expenses, filing taxes, budgeting, sharing. All of this stuff is based on how well your records are and you could get in trouble if you don't have good records of this and you ever get audited or anything like that. It probably won't happen but it is possible and it just helps to have good records anyway no matter how you're making money from your podcast. So who, what, when, where, how, and why? Who gave you the money? Was it a particular affiliate? Was it a particular sponsor? Was it a particular ad or an ad company that generated that income? Was it someone who just donated to you? Who was it that gave you that money? Keep track of it. You may find out that after a year, you'll look back and discover, or maybe after a couple of years, you'll look back and realize, wow, Bob has donated a thousand dollars to this podcast over the last two years. And because you have a record of it, you can look back and see that and decide, well, you want to do something special for Bob. That's the who. The what is what podcast generated the income. If you have multiple shows, this is really important to try and track the performance of each show. And this is pretty easy to do with all of these different affiliate accounts and such. So if you have an Amazon affiliate account or Commission Junction or Audible or anything like that, they allow you to add campaign trackers, special trackers, keyword trackers, or special tracker IDs, anything like that, that allows you to run a report based on that or show the separate tracker performances. And in Amazon, this is where I find this the most helpful Because I use a single Amazon affiliate account, which is what I recommend you do too, because the more stuff that's purchased through different affiliate links, then the potentially more income you make from your Amazon affiliate account. But of my affiliate account, I have 12, 15 different trackers associated with different sites that I have. So if you use 
let's say you buy something through uh, the audacity to podcast.com slash Amazon. That will be tracked by my Amazon tracker ID and show up as income for the audacity to podcast. If you buy through oncepodcast.com slash Amazon, that then goes to the once podcast tracker. And I see that it's all coming into the same Amazon account, but I can easily look at my tracking IDs and see once podcast made $10 this month, the audacity to podcast made $100, the ramen noodle made two cents. I can see that kind of stuff. And that helps for all of these other things in the future. If you also have some kind of donation form, then maybe consider having these donations go to different PayPal accounts. Or if you're good with making forms, like Gravity Forms allows you to do, maybe make the form have different checkboxes so they can check to say what podcast it's for. I do this on Once Podcast, where we have our Once Upon a Time podcast and our Once Upon a Time in Wonderland podcast. And they just check mark which podcast they're wanting that donation to be for so we can know which show it's for, even though both shows are hosted on the same site. You can also use different email accounts to be able to track this kind of stuff. Whatever it is, being able to track what podcast generated the income will really help you know which podcast is being profitable and help you with all of these other things down the road. So that's the what. The when is when you received it pretty obvious, but it makes a difference because you may need to know that you're receiving this donation from this person every single month, and you might be able to go to them and say, hey, would you like to just have an automatic donation subscription set up? You could set that kind of thing up, or this helps with taxes to know what came in last year versus what came in this year. How are you doing last month compared to this month? That's the win. Where It went and how it was paid is important. Both parts of where. Did it come through PayPal? Was it someone sent you $100 bills? Did you get it from a briefcase somewhere in a park? Did someone send you a check? Was it Dawala? Was it anything like that? How were you paid and where did it go? Did it go into a particular bank account, into a PayPal account? Did it get deposited somewhere, cashed, anything like that? Did you spend it on something then? Where did it go? How is it paid? That's the where. How much did you receive? This is really obvious, but you should know how much you received. Now, certain services like PayPal take money out of the transaction based on your account and how the money was paid. If someone uses a credit card on PayPal, you end up paying a fee. If you have any kind of premium or premier, I guess, account or business account with PayPal, then they charge you for any kind of money that you receive. It's a certain percentage. The same thing applies to uh, credit card deposits or Dwalla deposits, anything like that that you receive. There might be some little bit out. So you need to keep track of how much were you actually given and how much did you actually receive. And then you'd know, well, out of a year, you paid $300 in PayPal processing fees when you could have used Dwalla and only paid theoretically, something like that could be the case. So that's the how. And then the why is why was it given? Was it donated for a specific reason? Like, are you having a certain fundraiser to let everyone know, hey, 
our microphone broke. Someone dropped it. The dog threw up on it, whatever. And we need a new microphone. Would you please donate for this microphone? Maybe it is for a special trip. You're going to say, we're going to the filming location of this TV show that we do a podcast about. Would you please donate for this? Maybe it's for something else to be able to get certain uh, features or ads or content on your show. Maybe it was from some specific ad that you had that was in response to that ad. Maybe you discover that with your Audible affiliate link, your listeners like it more when you recommend a certain kind of book over another, or you recommend it in a certain way. So try and discover why was it given. This is a bit harder to track unless you have a specific purpose for some of your things, which is more likely with donations, fundraisers, crowdfunding, anything like that. So that's the who, what, when, where, and how and why of documenting. That's number one. Document it. Number two, include it in your taxes. Check with your tax professional because I am not a tax professional. But I do know that in the United States of America, all income is subject to income tax. Generally, with your podcast, this will go under line 21 of form 1040 for most U.S. taxpayers. This may be different if your podcast is a business or is part of your business, but you do need to include this on your taxes. If you've made $5 with your podcast, that's not going to mean that you're going to have to pay a whole lot of tax or you'll be bumped into a new tax bracket. But check with a tax professional about this. Even if you don't have a tax professional handling your taxes, which I know I handled my own taxes for a little while until I launched my own business and I have someone else do it. I'm so grateful for that. It's such a good value to me to have someone else do my taxes now that I'm a business. But if you do your own personal taxes, still maybe check with the tax professor professional about what's the limit, what do they recommend. But generally, It would go under line 21 of form 1040. And the forms may change someday, but it would basically go under the other income portion of your form. So that's number two. Include it in your taxes. Number three, cover your regular expenses. The best use of your podcast profit is to cover your habit, pay for your habit rather. And unless you're trying to podcast for completely free, which is possible. Maybe I'll cover that someday in an episode or a resource. But most likely you have some fairly regular expenses. Like think about your web hosting or your media hosting, your domains, your email accounts, any kind of licenses that you have for certain software that you use that you have to renew every year, every month, whatever it is. Cover these regular expenses. With my Once Upon a Time podcast, I discovered that our regular expenses had to go up drastically to support the community behind that because we're running forums, we are running multiple chat rooms in different sections of the site and doing all of these things. So I'm not only paying for the web hosting, it's fancy, expensive web hosting and expensive media hosting because of how much media I have to host. I use Libsyn, that's a L-I-B-S-Y-N, use the promo code Noodle for a free month, by the way. And it's it's affordable, yes, but it is also expensive when you see all of these things coming together and all of the domains that we have for all of the podcasts and the licenses for all the software that we use, premium plugins and all of this stuff. So there are regular expenses that for my podcast total, at least, I figured it up at one point, it was at least $300 per month 
to run all of the podcasts in Noodle Mix Network, at least that I'm handling, the ones I'm producing and hosting myself. So covering these expenses with any income that the podcast brings in is a huge thing. That will probably be the first place your money should go if you make money from your podcast after you've documented it and included it in your taxes. Covering those regular expenses, that's number three. Number four, share with your co-hosts. If you have co-hosts, I highly recommend that you decide how income will be handled before you have any income. Write it down. Have a contract with your co-hosts. There are some basic things that you need to know about uh, making contracts that are really that simple. It's basically just what are the expectations, what are the responsibilities, what are consequences, how will certain things be handled? Well, when it comes to money, there are three different ways that I could see. There are a few other ways, but three different main ways that I could see for handling money with your co-hosts. And this could be either before or after your expenses. I recommend that it be after expenses, depending on how you figure that as well. But these three ways are you could consider a percentage split, maybe splitting it equally. After expenses, you get half, I get half. Or it could be something more uh, unbalanced, which would be fine. It doesn't have to be fair, but maybe if you are doing 75% of the work on the show, maybe you should get 75% of the profit and your co-host gets 25%. That's up to you guys to decide and put in writing and have a written agreement that you can both sign, know what the expectations are, and continue working with that. Maybe it's a flat rate compensation. I do a podcast for TV Talk, which is a network about TV shows. We, My wife and I host a podcast for them that is about the TV show Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, and we get paid a flat rate for each episode that we host. Maybe you consider this with your co-host, where you say, for every episode that you appear, or for for every episode we release, I'll pay you $5, or you'll get $20 a month for hosting the podcast with me. You could work with something like that, because then with your co-hosts, they know exactly how much they're going to earn. You know exactly how much you're going to pay them. But this could make it difficult that some months you may have to pay them out of your own pocket if you don't make as much money as you thought you would make. So that's where maybe a percentage split would make more difference. But then Okay, let's be honest, you have the potential of making a lot more money if you have a flat rate compensation, but it's really up to you, your co-host, and the kind of podcast model that you want to have. The third way that you could consider is some kind of attendance earnings. This is where you pay your co-host based on how many episodes they can attend. If you host 10 episodes this month and your co-host only makes it to five of them, Well, should they be paid the full amount or should they be paid half of what they'd normally be paid? That's up to you to decide and agree on, put it in writing. And remind your co-hosts that whatever income you give them, they need to also include on their taxes. And if you pay more than $600, that's as of 2013, tax year 2013, you must provide them with a form 1099 for their income and as well as your business income. If you're paying your co-host more than $600 from your podcast, most likely 
you're running your podcast as a business or as part of a business. If you aren't, you should be, if you're able to pay them that much in a year. And that's not that much, but it's enough that it needs to go on your taxes and their taxes in a special way. So that's number four, share with your co-hosts. Number five, upgrade your equipment. All of the podcasters, it seems, have their eyes on some new piece of podcasting gear. But be careful. Don't just buy stuff because you have the money. Plan carefully what you're going to buy, why you're going to buy it, what the best thing is to get, and then maybe even wait a month before you get it to see if the price drops, something better comes out, anything like that. But generally, I think that your purchases you make for your podcast should achieve one of the three following results. Number one, better quality. Number two, new abilities. Or number three, an easier workflow. Your equipment can easily do any of these three things. A better microphone gives you better quality. Maybe a better mixer gives you better quality because you have better preamplifiers or external recorder instead of recording into your computer. Maybe better audio cables that are more insulated or something else like a compressor limiter gate can give you some better audio quality. Maybe your purchase gives you new abilities like adding a co-host or doing a mix minus or doing multiple mix minuses connecting a cell phone to your mixer or taking your mixer and microphones with you somewhere, that kind of stuff with new abilities. It could also mean an easier workflow if you upgrade your equipment. Like with the compressor limiter gate hardware piece, you may not have to run a compressor afterward inside of software in order to smooth out your volume levels. Or maybe you have some other kind of vocal effects processor. If you want to do some kind of special effects in your mixer for comedic effect, well, you could do that with the mixer instead of doing it in your post-processing. So that's number five, upgrade your equipment. Number six, buy helpful software. I often recommend that if you're going to spend money, spend it in your hardware first, but that doesn't mean you're software can't help you either. Generally, your software is going to help you do something. It's not going to make something better. Like upgrading from Audacity, which is free, to Adobe Audition, which costs, and for some people costs a lot of money, $350 or maybe an annual subscription, depending on which way that you sign up now with Adobe. That doesn't actually improve the quality of your audio. It changes the way you do things. But changing the way you do things may mean being able to do things faster. It may mean doing them easier. It may mean giving you more power to be able to do things that you wanted to do before but just couldn't come up with previously. This could be a better video editor or maybe being able to make animations or 3D graphics or anything like that. There are also little helper apps, I would call them, such as an ID3 editor or maybe a media converter, some kind of asset manager, a show notes app or a recorder for your mobile device or a better podcast app to listen to podcasts or even just see how your podcast appears in different podcast directories and much more. These kinds of software are helpful to you, but they may not necessarily increase quality, but that might be a place to spend money that you make from your podcast. That's number six. Number seven, add new podcast features. Think about the new stuff you could do with your podcast if you had a little bit more money to put into different places. 
This could be a better theme for your WordPress website. I highly recommend the StudioPress themes for WordPress. I've got an affiliate link for that in the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 162. You might also want something like some extra plugins or premium plugins. I love premium plugins because they make so much of my job so much easier or do things so much better than if I wrote a plugin for myself. Although there was a case just this last weekend where there was no plugin that existed currently that did something I needed it to do. So I just wrote my own WordPress plugin in a few hours. If you want to know, it's a spoiler plugin. And I know others on Noodle Mix Network will be very interested in this, and I will try and release it in the WordPress plugin archive place and the Git repository and all of that stuff that they do. So it will be available for free at some point, and I'll I'll let you guys know. I'll write a blog post about that when it's released if you're interested in that, or just comment on the show notes for this episode 162 if you're interested in knowing when that plugin is available but it will be free and it will help you with spoilers in your blog posts and your show notes as well as in uh, forums like if you run a bb press forums on your site that's why i mainly designed it for but aside from programming your own plugins look at plugins out there that do the job for you for twenty dollars a hundred dollars whatever it is Some of my favorite WordPress plugins that I've paid for and continue to pay for are Pretty Link Pro, which I love so much more than the Pretty Link free version. Pretty Link Pro gives me new abilities. Like when you look at the show notes where it says Pretty Link Pro and that's hyperlinked, I didn't have to hyperlink that. Pretty Link Pro hyperlinked it for me with my affiliate link. The same thing with these other links that you're about to hear. But Gravity Forms, also one of my favorite plugins for WordPress, makes making forms so much easier. Search WP gives me a much more powerful search on my site. My newest premium plugin that I'm using is Easy Azon that creates Amazon affiliate links on my site. And now I have affiliate links for Amazon in China, Japan, Italy, France, Germany, Spain, all of these places everywhere except uh, one country where I have to actually be a resident of that country in order to be an affiliate. But I have all of these international affiliate links now, and AZAZON helps me create these affiliate links very easily and localizes them for people. So if you're clicking on something from the UK, you get the UK affiliate link. That's cool. That gives me more potential for making money from those different links. But that's my new favorite premium plugin for WordPress. But there's also my own plugin that I created for WordPress, social subscribe and follow icons. I created to meet a need I had and a need I saw other podcasters had. And that's going really well. And by the way, I'll soon be able to accept actual credit card payments for social subscribe and follow icons plugin. If that's been holding you back from buying it, that's coming soon. You'll be able to pay for it with a straight credit card instead of having to use PayPal. But there are many other premium plugins out there that do many different things. So if you have some money from your podcast, buying one of these plugins might be a great investment for your podcast because it gives you some kind of new feature for your podcast or for your site. Also consider licensed music, maybe a better theme song, like something from jewelbeat.com, musicbakery.com, or premiumbeat.com. I love premiumbeat.com. That's where, here I'll give you an idea of some of the music that I have for my different podcasts came from different places. The theme song that you hear all the time for the Audacity to podcast...
That came from Music Alley. It was free, but then I contacted the artist, Charlie Crow, and asked him, may I use this song without having to follow Music Alley's regular procedures and attribution and all of that? And Charlie gave me that license, gave me that permission. Sometimes you might want to hire someone to write the music for you, but some of the other music that we use, such as our theme song for the Once Upon a Time podcast... That came from jewelbeat.com, and we paid $2.99 for all sorts of versions for that song, different loops, different editions, and everything. Now the prices are a little bit higher at jewelbeat.com, but it's still a really good value. But then from premiumbeat.com is where I got the theme song for Once Upon a Time in Wonderland podcast. I think the quality there from Premium Beat is just really high. And that came at a higher price. That was about $60 for that song. So some of this stuff isn't cheap. But if you have some money to spend with your podcast, investing in a better theme song might make it sound so much better. Maybe certain sound effects or anything like that. Also consider stuff like stock photos to give you new podcast cover art or to just illustrate your points better in your show notes or on your podcast, whatever it is, like from iStock Photo or Photolia or anything like that. There might also be premium services that you want, like some consulting help, like I offer, or maybe hiring someone to write your show notes for you or edit your stuff for you, or maybe faster web hosting or so much more in the space of services for your podcast. So this could add new features or make your podcast a little bit better with spending a little bit more money that you make somehow from your podcast. That's number seven, add new podcast features. Number eight, get more resources. Sometimes extra money can help you produce a better podcast by helping you produce better content. That could be from investing in one of a few things or several things like training materials, books, videos, courses, or other resources that help you think better or do something better. Maybe it helps you to process the information more. You get more of a history behind the content that you're about to share, whatever it is. Conferences are also definitely worth it. We did a whole podcaster's roundtable recorded at New Media Expo about our conference is worth it. And the main answer that came back was yes, but it really depends on what you put into the conference, how much you try to get from the conference of whether the podcast or the conference is worth it to you. But you could network with others in your field. You could get inspired by great speakers and people who are finding success. You could find new partners in some way. You could learn how to do things in new different ways. And if you're looking for a conference about podcasting by podcasters for podcasters, then check out podcastmovement.com. I will be speaking there. It's near Dallas, Texas in August. I am really looking forward to this conference. It's all podcasting. Nothing but podcasting. It will be awesome. I'll be one of the speakers among so many other great speakers there. I'm really looking forward to that. That is at podcastmovement.com. Definitely check it out. 
But you could spend money on those conferences or other conferences like a PodCamp, just the travel expense of going to a PodCamp or something else available in your area like a social media conference, blogging conference, anything like that. You could also spend the money on content inspiration. This is your opportunity to buy fun stuff that you say you're going to use and you better use it somehow for your podcast. If you do a movie review podcast, this could be tickets for movies or DVDs, or this could be for a TV show fan podcast, downloading the TV show episodes legally from iTunes so you can stop illegally downloading it. I know. We've probably all done it before, but trying not to do that. So I recommend downloading those episodes legally by purchasing them through iTunes. It could be books that you want to review or that give you extra inspiration for your content, magazines for your industry, music, games, so much more. If you're talking about this stuff, then buying more of this stuff might give you the inspiration for new content, stuff to review, stuff to talk about, stuff to critique. That's number eight, get more resources. Number nine, host giveaways. Consider giving back to your community. You could give gifts to volunteers who help you by sacrificing their time to do something for you, or you could host some kind of fun contest or a giveaway for your community. A couple years ago, we had a once upon a time costume contest around Halloween when many people would be dressing up, but we also opened it up that even if you weren't dressing up for Halloween, if you just had a really cool costume and you wanted to be part of this, you could. And there were some awesome submissions and it was a lot of fun. People got to vote on it. What was the best costume? As soon as I saw the picture, I knew which one was going to win just based on the quality of the costume and everything, but it was a lot of fun anyway. So we had a little giveaway for that. Make sure you check with the laws in your state and in the potential uh, participants' states for any kind of giveaways and contests, but this could be a great way of giving back to your community by literally giving back to your community, giving them the option to receive something cool like a prize of some sort, maybe a DVD or an Amazon gift card, anything like that could be a lot of fun. And number 10, you could just simply enjoy it. There's nothing wrong with simply enjoying the money, no matter how you've received it through your podcast. You could buy yourself some ice cream, pick up a new video game, go see a movie, or just put the money in your bank account. It's okay to just enjoy the money if someone has donated it to your podcast. If you do this kind of stuff and whatever you decide to do with the money, do make it known to your listeners because if they know that all you're doing is just buying ice cream for yourself they may not be as motivated to donate or they may feel deceived if they're donating for the podcast and discover that you're just buying ice cream. Or they may decide, yeah, I want to buy an ice cream for you. So here is uh, some money for you to buy ice cream. Go ahead. Enjoy it. So these 10 things that you could do when your podcast makes money, because I do believe your podcast will make some money someday, even if it's just a little bit, it will make money someday. Number one, document the money you receive. Number two, include it in your taxes. Number three, cover your regular expenses. Number four, share with your co-hosts. Number five, upgrade your equipment. Number six, buy helpful software. Number seven, add new podcast features. Number eight, get more resources. Number nine, host giveaways. And number 10, simply enjoy it. 
If you run your podcast as part of a business or as a business in itself, make sure you check with a tax professional because you may be able to deduct some or all of these expenses from your taxes. I can tell you that stuff like subscriptions, equipment, training, travel, conferences, and software are all really easy to deduct if your podcast is part of your business or a business of itself. But certain other things like the content inspiration, going to see a movie, eating out at a restaurant, buying a particular book, that kind of stuff might be harder to justify depending on how your business and how your podcast is set up. So check with a tax professional. Even if you don't have a tax professional do your taxes, it would be worth it to check with them and know that you're doing it the right way. Because when it comes to the government and taxes, it's better to ask permission than to ask for forgiveness. So do check with a tax professional on what you're allowed to deduct and the best way to mark this kind of income in your taxes. But I'd love to hear from you. How have you made money from your your podcast and how did you spend that money? What did you do with it? Please comment on the show notes at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 162. I'd love to hear from you over there and you'll be able to check out what some of the other community members are saying about what they do with money that they make from your podcast, their podcast, not yours. You make the money from your podcast. They'll make the money from theirs. I'll make the money from mine. You'll also be able to get all of the links that I mentioned in these episodes for the other resources that you might want to check out in the show notes. Again, that's theaudacitypodcast.com slash 162. There are some awesome things coming up. The Pottertainment magazine is coming out very soon. It is delayed because it's a, it's actually an app in the iOS store, but you can go to podertainment.com. It's like entertainment, but instead of ENT at the beginning, it's P-O-D, podertainment.com to check out the magazine that's by podcasters for podcasters check out podcastmovement.com the conference by podcasters for podcasters and there's a new podcast coming to noodle mix network it's exciting to be launching a new podcast a new website and it is about a tv show it's about the tv show resurrection and we are launching it this week i'm really excited about this it's coming very soon And I'll be able to tweet about that URL once we have the site complete and everything. But excited about this, a new show on the network and some great content coming out. And speaking of the network, you can now subscribe to Noodle Mix Network through iTunes and receive every episode of every show. And we have a special partner page, a featured provider page now in iTunes. If you want to check that out, go to noodle.mx slash iTunes. And you'll be able to see all of the podcasts there or check out all the podcasts just from noodle.mx and you can get to each site that way. But I'd love to hear from you. Comment on the show notes and please also let me know what can I do to help you in podcasting and what would you like to hear me talk about in a future episode of the Audacity to Podcast? Just email feedback at the Audacity to Podcast.com or call and leave a voicemail at 903-231-2221. You can also send a voice message through the website at the Audacity If you'd like some web design help or podcast cover art design help or consulting to help you fix a problem or learn something new about your podcast to launch or improve it then please go to theaudacitypodcast.com slash consulting. 
podcast masterclass is going really well. My students are really excited about the content that we're sharing, and we are wrapping it up this week. It's been a great month of training. The next podcast masterclass will be in May. And if you'd like to sign up for that, go to podcastmasterclass.com. It's for podcasters to learn how to make their podcasts amazing. And we are having an amazingly fun time. That's at podcastmasterclass.com. Use the promo code TAP listener. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go podcast about your passions, find success, and start those conversations. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from the audacitypodcast.com. Thank you for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Especially watch for the new podcast that we're launching about the TV show Resurrection. That's coming soon at noodle.mx. The Audacity to Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Find more at techpodcasts.com.